Welcome to the Introspection and Banter Podcast. I'm Antoine. I'm Gabe. And thanks for tuning in. You know, Anthony, you know what I really like? Uh, uh, how do you want me to answer that? Oh, I, you could just say what? Like uh, a normal what? person. <laughs> Superheroes. And I think I'm not the only one. Considering I... just how popular the the whole, uh, what do we call it, genre? Fanbase? Archetype? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the whole, like, how big they are, like, nowadays between, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all, like, the other series that have been coming out. Yeah. The comic books, you know? Yeah, and just so you guys know, we're not spoiling any <laughs> Spider-Man movies or anything tonight. Oh, <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about that. <laughs> if that's what yeah. your first thought was. Did you see yeah, that movie, though? Yes, I saw it, and it was glorious. Yes, very good, very good film. Yeah, quite enjoyed it. What uh? So, what do you like about superheroes? Because I do enjoy superheroes myself. Mm. You know what it is? I think a lo- I think a lot of people love the whole idea of good triumphing over evil. Very basic right. like, formula. Yeah, I think that's honestly like one of my issues with it. Like a little, like <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I I do like like it, but. Yeah, it's sometimes too basic. You think so? Maybe I'm not someone who sees the world. Yeah, yeah, I do think so. I guess I'm not someone that sees the world as black and white. I was going to say, like, the basic formula of good triumphing over evil is, like, very, like, uh, overplayed at this point. But it is, it, it does work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And there's a reason for it. I think... Like, even, like, um, I would use the example. The Star Trek movies, the first one, I wouldn't necessarily say it's super bad, but it's, like, really boring, you know? And it's a, the villain's complicated and whatnot. But then Star Trek Two comes out, and it's just the basic, like, Khan's a piece of shit, and he's attacking, like, the guys from the Enterprise. And that's the whole story. And it works. And I'm pretty sure Two was, like, People liked it more than the first one because of that. Cause it was just a very basic, simple story of, here's a bad guy, here are the good guys, they're going to fight each other. I think sometimes it works really well. You don't necessarily something like need like a very complicated like or washed gray uh, problem between like two parties, you know? Yeah, I think I do know what you're saying. Um, so, I, just, like, I feel like sometimes that gray is maybe the realisticness I like, and it seems more like you are put in the middle of something, like picking between two sides, and because, I mean, we all have a lot of drama to deal with, and I don't know, it's hard to, like, sum up in the words I want to. No, I get it. Like, I'm not saying that the basic, like, good versus evil plotline should be followed, like, all the way through. I'm just saying yes, that sometimes... I, I agree with that. Sometimes it's good to just have, like, a, here's a pure evil versus, like, some purely good person, you know? Yeah. Like, what What do you like about that, though? Like, just how... I guess... I guess because most most things aren't... Don't go your way in real life. So, I guess most people, I think, go... Um, always side with the... With good, right? Like, when, when they're reading a story, they're going to side with the good guys. Yes. So when they see like good triumphing over evil, I guess they kind of can kind of relate to it in a way where like, yeah, I'm conquering my own demons, you know? Yeah. I know that another aspect, at least for me, is like, especially when it comes to like epics or like fantasy or any, any media. Yeah, epic. Involving, Yo, like, epic poems got to be a got to be an episode in itself one day. I'm making you read Gilgamesh. Don't think I haven't forgotten. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> Especially when it comes to like epic, like fic, like fictions involving like fantasy and things like that. Like you have good guys triumphing over evil. I I I like the whole like uh, high adventure type thing as well. Just seeing like someone overcome odds to become like legends, like in their own universe. At least for yeah. me, it's fun to watch. Okay, so I like that, but I also like being invested in the plot line, like seeing that. 
the villain themselves. And it's funny because I want to save this till the end of the podcast, but we if we can bring it up now. I'm fine with that. Um, mm. The villain themselves is someone that like truly believes in what they're doing. Okay, and the hero kind of sees that in the and you, the reader, kind of you're thinking like, wow, okay, the villain might not be wrong, but like, fuck, like there's probably another way of going about this. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, it's like, um, you mentioned like villains like that. That's why I like IDW's version of Megatron so much. Because they give him a redemption arc, and we actually see like why he started like the whole Decepticon movement. And it was a political, like a rebe- it was a rebellion, but then over time kind of just twisted itself into like this really aggressive, uh, what's it called, the like, counter force against like the other faction that was on cybertron mm-hmm. to the point where like it kind of lost his way and megatron even lost his way but you see like why he did it like you look at like uh his origin story and you like you see jim cybertron was fucked back in the day <laughs> you know what's funny is i feel like some of those stories are the like those kind of villain origin stories are some of the best that you see in the series yeah, like if they're written, if they're written good, I will say that. Which, I've, in my experience, they usually are. I, I'm, that's the other thing. It's like it's hard to like write a good guy who's not boring. I think sometimes. Yeah. Like you don't want to have like a super like a uh, super goody good two shoes, and it's just like uh, get <laughs> you know? after a while. <laughs> All right, so I know we're going to mention Superman, and we're kind of there when you mention this goody-goody two-shoes guy. <laughs> what about Super... Was it Superwoman? Supergirl? This is pretty much clipboard Superman? Like, copy and paste Superman? Mm, not sure you know what, what I'm talking about? No, I don't think I do. A female Superman? There was, like, a Netflix show about it, wasn't there? Uh, there's Supergirl, but I wouldn't exactly call her like a copy and paste version of Superman. Oh, uh, what? She was like a reporter and shit. Uh, yeah. Well, then a Netflix series. It was this really shitty TV series that eventually got bought and added okay. to like the CW. I, I don't know much about her like personally, but from what I saw of the TV series, I was like, okay, what is she? Just Superman? Like she's even a fucking reporter, like Superman. Uh, and she's yeah. paired with Martian Manhunter, who I would argue is. A fucking phenomenal hero, but they uh, kind of just washed him down. I wish they would get his own series eventually, but I think Martian Manhunter is underrated, in my opinion. I think so too. Yeah, fucking cool. I, see, I like him as a hero because uh, what's I think cool is like so he's got that weakness, fire. Okay. Yeah. What I like about it is it's completely psychological. Yeah, it's not even like a. Well, I think it depends on who's writing him. I think yeah. at some points he was like straight up physical, physically like uh, weak to fire. But I think in some versions of uh, him, it's literally just psychological, which I love. Okay, because I I know like one version I read it was it was psychological because mm-hmm. like he watched his entire uh, was it race? I don't know. That, I want to say it was race. Yeah, killed by fire, and like it made him like scared of fire. Yeah. I love, like, that's the other thing about, like, cool superheroes sometimes. Like, they do write them with, like, debilitating weaknesses. Yeah, I I love that, too. Debilitating weaknesses. Like, not just, like, like, I'm trying to to clarify weaknesses. Like, uh, Superman's cool and all. Yeah. But, like, he has, like, I think two major weaknesses. Like, A, Kryptonite. Alien rocks, and then B, he's too good of a person. That's like his second weakness. The problem with that is like I can't relate to any of those. I'm like, oh, he's such a good guy that people take advantage of him, and it's just like eh, it's kind of boring compared to. I saw my whole like race be burnt in front of me, and now anytime I see fire, I shut down completely, and I'm horrified because I had. <laughs> I have like I have like a trauma from it. 
Yeah. Me, like, yeah, I like that. It's like a, it's like it's nice to see some of those human qual like humane qualities like in pe people. Especially in the case of like Martian Manhunter where he's like not even human, he's like an alien. Yeah, and, and he's more realistic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then I mean Superman's not human either, but he at least fucking looks it. Yeah. Unlike Martian Manhunter. Now, you uh mentioning the fact that people like kinda look up to these heroes makes me think I think people idolize Batman a lot more. Like over Superman, it's because that they like some of his weaknesses and like the his kind of the way he uh sees himself compared to Superman. Like yeah. Batman isn't perfect. Although there's this weird thing where people like him for some of the weaknesses that he has. Like people love the fact that Batman has a contingency plan for like everyone. Which is funny because when the writers wrote that, that wasn't the that wasn't why they wrote it. They wrote that as to be a negative thing. Like here's Batman. He has so many trust issues that even with like the Justice League, he has a he has come up with a way to like take him down if necessary. Yeah, which causes say, problems. I... I know he has kryptonite to kill Superman. Yeah. That's the problem, though, with, like, Batman is that he, um, he's too paranoid. That was the whole thing it was supposed to be about. But instead of people saying, like, wow, Batman has uh, some serious trust issues here, just like, wow, Batman's so cool. He's found a way how to kill all his friends. That... <laughs> I think it's just how it's displayed. Well, the thing, like, they were that specifically, display that's just it. how it's displayed. They were trying to display it as a bad thing, and people still interpret it as a good thing. That's yeah. Honestly, it is funny. Like, like I, I don't know how. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how they like can interpret it like that. I mean, I'm not sure. Is it the fan base? I'm not like I don't know. It's the fan base. The funny thing is that you know I was watching an episode of Firefly the other night, and it was about how the one character, the uh, like big stupid big one. He uh one time robbed the dude on this planet and had to dump everything he robbed, but it fell over like the uh local populace. So they see him as like a Robin Hood type hero who stole from like the rich dude and gave to back to the poor. I love but that. In yeah, but in reality he just dumped it because he it was either he dumped the money or his ship goes down. <laughs> so he dumped the money. But people see him as a hero. Even after, like, they kind of find out that why he did the thing, they still treat him as a hero. But the funny thing is what uh, the captain tells him. He's like, sometimes it's not about what is. It's about what they need, you know? They needed yeah. a folk hero. So they turned this dude into folk hero. You see that a lot. You see that a lot in a lot of the uh, colonies. Uh, during, like, the uh, golden age of piracy, some pirates became like big folk heroes to like the people because they to them they just saw like as people like screwing over the authorities and uh being rebellious when in reality they were just criminals you know stealing and killing from ship uh just to get goods from ships in yeah. puerto rico in puerto rico we have uh roberto cofresi who's like seen as like a robin hood type figure and he was a pirate, uh, but uh, in reality, he just really, whenever he gave to, like, the poor villagers or whatever, it was just, like, a bribe, you know? They're like, hey, the guards are going to be looking for me. I'm not here. Here's, like, this amount of gold. But people still interpret it as, like, look at this dude, like, stealing from, like, Americans and Dutch ships and giving back to us. So it's, I, you know? Yeah, I do like that. Like, sometimes it's what they need, like, the whole folk hero thing. Yeah. You can't really fall from awesome. It's funny how sometimes it works out, you know? Yeah. I uh, I completely forgot what I was going to talk about. Mm. You, can't, you can't really choose, like, how the public's going to interpret someone, you know? Yes. Yeah. And when that happens, you just got to make the best of it. In terms of, like... That's like, um... Similarly, Punisher was not meant to be like a hero. Like, well, I guess he's an anti-hero, but uh, he was an he was an antagonist when he was first introduced. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, he was he was trying to kill Spider-Man. He was he always was introduced in a Spider-Man comic. 
Yeah, he was introduced as trying to kill Spider-Man. He was, I think he was like, he was like a bounty hunter, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Or vigilante. And some bad guy convinced him that Spider-Man was the bad guy. So he was introduced trying to kill Spider-Man. But then Spider-Man explained is like, dude, that dude's clearly evil. Look at him. <laughs> and Punisher was like, oh, yeah, you know what? You might be right. And then they, I think they teamed up to take down that one dude. And that was it. That was the original inception of, like, Punisher. He was not intended to be, like, a recurring, like, hero. But people liked them, and I guess they kind of saw him as, like, a, some sort of anti-hero. I mean, he's pretty idolized, like, nowadays. Yeah. I hear he's pretty idolized in, like, the U.S. Army, too. He, I think I mean, actually... he is. Like, a lot of, like, gun owners, like, people who were, like, all for, like, you fuck with my rights, you fuck with me, that sort of thing. Like, they kind of take up the Punisher logo. I'm not mistaken. I think, like, even in American Sniper, you get you see, like, the soldiers wearing, like, Punisher stuff. And I think one of them at one point was, like, reading a Punisher comic on base. Well, I think part of it is they kind of like his, uh, like, kind of John Wick style. Mm. Like, John Wick. I mean, that is... Like, a fucking... People think, like, the Punisher, and they're like, oh, that guy kills, like, everybody. Like, yeah, they kill his family and shit, and, like, he'll, fu he'll fuck with everybody now. Yeah. I was gonna say, you mentioned John Wick. Would you consider that, like... I wouldn't... He's not a superhero, but would you consider yeah, him a hero? Well, uh, a hero? Oh, shit. Uh... I don't know if he's a hero. He might be an anti-hero. Because, like, I don't know, my thought is, like, he works completely for himself. Like, a hero kind of, like, works for, like, the public, in my sense. Like, mm -hmm. your overall hero. And then a superhero, I would say, is someone who possesses some kind of abilities power. that are beyond the normal. Yeah, power. It's interesting, like, how we define that power, though. Because you talk about powers, you look at, like, Superman, it's obvious, like, that's a superhero. Yeah, but I, would you consider Batman a superhero, even though he technically doesn't have powers? Yeah, I'd say it's a superhero. Yeah, right. So where do you draw yeah. the line at superhero and just like normal like hero? I'd say part of it has to do with the fact that part of it's the fact that Batman like dresses up and shit. Like John Wick treats himself as like a vigilante, and like I don't even think he does type. that. I think he's just a mercenary. Yeah. Um, Punisher, he dresses up and shit too. Like the the fact that you dress up just makes me think, oh, superhero or something of the kind. Because yeah, we were talking about that, and I'm thinking in my head, you said power, but I mean, like in a lot of fantasy epics, you have mages and or magicians, yeah, sorcerers. <laughs> they have magic, they have magical powers, but you wouldn't exactly say like they're superheroes. You just say they're the heroes of like the epic or whatever, you know. Uh. Yeah, no, I, I do get what you mean. That's an interesting, well, like, something I think it's interesting to, like, define is, like, what, how do you call, like, superhero? I think part of it depends on the genre, too. Like, yes. and the medium. Like, if you're writing, like, a, sh a story, right, and your setting yeah. is, like, far away, like, fantasy land or whatever, and you have people with powers, I don't think that automatically makes them superheroes, right? Compared to, like, here's, like, the normal... Or urban population setting but then like one kid in a world like where magic isn't established or whatever or isn't big he suddenly gets powers and whatnot and that's considered superhero stuff and yeah i mean that i don't want to say how that's how it works but it depends how they set it up mm -hmm. so that's part of it you're like your favorite by the way like yeah i <laughs> i've been wanting to mention that too so that's a tough one. Uh, Moon Knight, I think, is underrated, in my opinion. <laughs> he's getting a series. I, he's getting a series, and I hope it's cool. Because yeah. I've been, like, I, I read some of his comics, and I'm like, yeah, some of these are fucking, like, they're not bad. Yeah, um, an anthology, don't you? Or, like, a collection of Moon Knight? Yeah, I do. Because uh, I let you borrow it at one point. Um, yeah. I like. What's what's the one Robin? Is it Nightwing? The one uh, that the one that like yeah, there's one Robin that becomes Nightwing. 
Yeah, I so he's also one of my favorite heroes. Mm. Not sure who else. But just off those two, I, I kinda enjoy them. Did you may discuss them or like did you want to uh talk about yours? Uh, I'm just curious to know like what, what yours were. I don't think uh, I have yeah. a favorite though. Yeah, that's the thing as well. Like so my mom asked me that a while ago. She's like yeah, what's uh, what superheroes do you really like? And she wanted me to name some mainstream shit. And I was like, yeah, ain't gonna lie. There are, like, no mainstream heroes that I like. And I told her, I was like, yeah, I kind of like Nightwing. Uh, Moon Knight's pretty cool. Um, This hero. And she's like, you can't like the Hulk or somebody? I was like, no. And she's like, why? And I was like, because they're shit. That's funny. <laughs> I was, it's like, what do you mean? It was like, what? You, awful backstory. Awful fucking power. The Hulk, he's infinitely strong. Like, that's so dumb. And Bruce <laughs> Banner can't die because the Hulk can't die, but he secretly wants to die. This man is completely fucked psychologically, in my opinion. I, I, I'm i trying to figure out, like, when was the last time I read a superhero comic? Because I, I think the comics I read usually aren't, like, superhero-based. I mean, the ones aren't. At, oh, oh, uh, okay, so I wouldn't... I don't think I would necessarily call logan like wolverine a superhero i don't know it's kind of anti-hero-ish i don't know i like logan though like mm. i don't know about wolverine but I, I like the actual person and darwin from x-men darwin we had a conversation about him the other day about how ridiculous <laughs> it was that he yeah. they killed them off in the movie <laughs> they did they killed off the one unkillable character because he was black <laughs> In case uh, any viewers are listening and aren't aware, if you watch, I don't, I think it's X Men First Class. There's a character named Darwin. Class, yeah. Darwin. And he's portrayed by a uh, black actor, and Darwin himself, uh, I think he's portrayed as like black Hispanic, and he dies in X Men First Class. But he is known in the X Men Marvel universe as being unkillable. Like, literally Bro. was touched by death himself and did not die. So, like, his power is that, he, as the name implies, he adapts. And he gets random, like, mutations depend for the situation. So, like, uh, like Anthony said, one time death itself touched him. And his body mutated to become death. <laughs> so the man cannot die, essentially. Going up against the Hulk, the adaptation decided it was... Best that he not fight Hulk, so it teleported him away. The yeah. power completely adapts, and they kill him. Yeah, the weakness is that he can't control what the adaptation is. It was like he's an interesting character, but then the movie has him, and it's just like, nah, he dead. Yeah, he died in the movie. They he's introduced in the movie, dies in the movie. It's honestly shit. So uh, we'll, we'll start a campaign at some point, rewriting Darwin back. And Actually, you know, I, I don't really like the X-Men movies in general, so uh, at some point we'll do a GoFundMe to raise our own Darwin movie. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Treat him like he needs to be treated. I'm like I'd do the same for Moon Knight, but he's getting his own series. I'm still stumped like on like what superheroes I like. And I don't want to give like the basic bitch answer like, oh yeah, I like Spooderman. You don't like Spooderman? I, I like Spooderman, but I don't want to be like that basic bitch to be like, yeah, Spider-Man. Right, see, um, what superheroes have I? I mean, I like Watchmen. That's one of my favorite comic books in general. But would I say like if any, would I say any of the characters are my favorite? Probably not. That's Watchmen's Yeah. Bro, I, I don't know about you, but is it hard to like heroes? Like superheroes? I think it can get that way. I know, like, some people I've talked to, like, don't like superheroes anymore just because everything's so saturated with them nowadays. It's, I, there's, I have, like, it's so hard for me to actually, like, like, I told you I like Moon Knight and Nightwing, but I'm just like, yeah, I like, I don't know shit about Nightwing. I just know he's, like, I, like, I don't know, I think it's cool because I like Robin and, like, I know that, like, the people that were Robin, they had to deal with a lot of shit. The one Robin died, all that, like, there's a whole lot of drama mixed in there. Right, and Moon Knight I think is underrated, kind of powerful, yeah. kind of cool. Has some psychological shit where there's like a bunch of personalities in him, but like 
there's an, it's so hard for me to find a superhero. I actually am like, wow, this dude is so fucking cool. Yeah. Did you ever read the uh the Serp Conan Serpent War that included Moon Knight? I have not. Okay, so they did a Conan is the one like Marvel like I uh, I guess IP would be the proper term, even though they didn't technically create him. Barbarian. That, yeah, Conan the Barbarian. That has essentially crossed over from like a bunch of Marvel characters for like no fucking reason. And a couple, I think it was like maybe in 2020, they did like a like a arc called the Serpent War where Conan teamed up with Solomon Kane, Dark Agnes, and Moon Knight to like fight like some snake god. And what's it called? It's great because Moon Knight and Solomon Kane stay like stay together for like the most. They have the most yeah. interaction. The thing is, Solomon Kane is like this extreme like Christian Puritan who goes around killing and exercising the shit. And then Moon Knight has like essentially like a pagan god talking to him. So it's interesting to see the two like work together. It's funny we're talking about this because I okay anti anti heroes and villains. Are there ones that you like of that? Like the you can name solemnly. Megatron's like my favorite comic I, character of the last is, decade. Is that not so much easier to do? It's easy. You know what? It is? It's easier to name. Well, who's your favorite villain than it is to like name your favorite like hero? And I think part of it's because villains have more characterization sometimes. Because you do have to put the time and effort to like explain like why is this guy bad? You know. Because yes. it's easy to write like a good guy because everyone wants to be good like on the inside more or less, but yeah. why does this person do bad? And that's when you have so to like come up with motivation and things like that. They have to justify it. Yes, because it's, it's like, not and like they don't really have to justify the heroes. Yeah, you have to do less justification for why your heroes want to do good than you have to do for like why a villain wants to do bad. Not that yeah. you, it's not to say that you don't need to have any justification for a hero. You do. You need to give them some sort of motivation. But it's easier, I think, for to do it for a hero than it is a villain. So since you put more time into the villain, they've come out to be better. At least in my opinion. It, it's funny we're talking about this justification. So it made me think of... Uh, so when I was writing a superhero kind of themed novel, the justification that the main character had started with this he was pissed off about this girl like he didn't have closure in their relationship and that started off is like why he wanted to become a superhero because he needed more community and idolization interesting <laughs> yeah like um i'll use the example that i you took megatron from like the idw comics fucking wanted like a political revolution and then we get to see like his slow descent like uh from like that like good motivation to becoming like a tyrant and then go back to like how he was before in his like redemption arc i would love to see that sort of thing it's 10 times better than like i'm a good guy there's some shit going on on my planet I gotta go defend it, and all of a sudden, oh look, now I'm like the new prime, you know? Yeah, and what about like, oh, my wife died, oh, my fucking daughter died, or like she's like like trapped or some shit, and they become evil. Is that not the most cliche bullshit you've ever seen? Makes me want to Uh, pop the movie out of my fucking PlayStation or whatever and throw it against the wall. Cliched like character motivations are like terrible. Yeah. Woo. So, uh, you got any uh, superheroes you wrote about? Since I'm I told trying. You about one of mine. <laughs> I, I when I was a kid, I used to write like superhero stuff, you know. Yeah. I don't think I I don't think I wrote anything down, but I used to draw them all the damn time. Yeah. Yeah. I I it's embarrassing to talk about because they're really fucking bad. I I had the idea of two superheroes. With like candy, cl- candy cane claws. Oh my gosh! Called like Mister Claus and Mrs. Claus. This is cringy. Listen, <laughs> I was a little kid. Wait, wait. All right. So when I was working on like superhero related fiction, first of all, I didn't even think of them as superheroes. I thought of them as people with powers. All right. 
And I based it in a society with people with powers. Like, it was a normal fucking thing in society. That sometimes, every once in a while, people were born with powers. And it was so common enough that, like, they were starting to archive it in, like, like the government and shit. And um, I wrote one character. The, the main character I had, I was like, I want to give him basic abilities. Because I want him to to like overcome people with other shit other than his powers like he's gonna be witty he's gonna be strong right that sort of thing so i gave him like uh he had this ability to jump very high very far okay like could jump over shit and he had very strong like uh leg strength and i assume maybe he had like less like density or some shit it, because he, he like when he fall like didn't really hurt him and he could jump you know high jump. and it's like i want him to be very very normal like of a person and so his inspiration for like wanting to become a superhero it, like he didn't want to become a superhero he just wanted to help people and a mixture of boredom mm. and he wanted to find this girl all right because they didn't have closure in their relationship, and it really pissed them off. And in between then and there, he ends up like helping like a bunch of people, right? And uh, wants to form another relationship. And over time, I wanted him to become more jaded as a hero, which I think is pretty normal. Actually, what do you think about that? Like, actually, you know, I don't think you see that in superheroes. I think you see that more in, like, people from becoming heroes and then going to villains. Like, I, becoming jaded. I'll say this. Rorschach is like that. That's like his whole, back, his whole backstory is literally Rorschach was, like, the typical hero. And then one day he saw, like, a pedophile, like, kill a little girl and feed into his dog so he literally just took a hat like i think what he did was he killed the dogs then chained the dude into like a burning building and let him burn i think in the movie they changed it till he just cut him up or whatever but in Bloody, the comics he right. set him on fire essentially uh, who's the guy that wrote Watchmen? Al alan alan moore Al alan moore so he uh, what i think is funny enough is he said rorschach is my realistic interpretation of batman He's yeah. like, and it's not a good thing. And he said, what I hate is when people come to me and they're like, this is my life story. I'm Rorschach. Like this, he's like, like oh, how is that? Fuck. He, he said, that is the realistic like version of someone saying, you did not understand the meaning of this character. Please, like, you should not be this person. You know, it's worse. What? When people are like, oh, I have a relationship like Harley Quinn and Joker. I'm like, holy shit. Get some help. Please. You're getting uh, fucking abused? Like, you're getting abused? Like only one of you is actually in love? And the other one's just using you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, which is why I hate like the new like the like the version we got like in the movies. Yeah. You know? I did like the Joker movie though. I thought it was very good. Joker. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't watched which... it yet. You haven't seen that? No. Yeah. Wow. I have not seen it. Joaquin Phoenix. Is that how uh, pronounced? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Rorschach, though. You like you were saying you barely see it. Like the only person that comes at the top of my head would be Rorschach. But yeah, no, Rorschach's supposed to be like that object like pragmatic object, obje objective hero, but that's like the whole point of like the story is like he has like an, this objective of what was it? He says, never compromise, even in the face of Armageddon, like to never compromise with evil, which is why he let he, he like lets he Dr. lets himself die by what's his yeah. that one dude because he does like, like agree. That, like, if he goes out and tells people like the truth about what happened, it would ruin the ceasefire and peace that they've just made to prevent the world from being I blown really up. I really love like his his uh like morale, like if you know it's what I mean. Like, yeah, he he sets it as there has to be a black and white morality. And as a result, he's like this really like essentially like too harsh in my opinion. Like yeah, he's, 
Yeah, he's cool dangerous for sure. And whatnot. Yeah, no, he's definitely... Well, I can't blame him because I think they write him with a really good backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. They did a lot of changes in, like, the movie. Yeah. But, like, one of the ones I thought was weird and I thought was better in the comic was when Rorschach is in uh, Night Owl, the Owl's House. Okay. In the comic, the guy, when he enters his house, he is nervous and scared that Rorschach is there. Whereas in the movie, he kind of just treats him like an old friend. In the comic, they make it very clear that he is nervous that Rorschach is around. Which I think adds a lot to, like, how, like, um, to the fact that Rorschach really isn't seen as, like, some good hero. He's seen as, like, this dangerous vigilante that people are terrified of. I do know what you mean. Like, does he even go to the superhero meetings in that? Like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. In the comic at first, and I think like when they do like the flashbacks, they do show like Rorschach as part of the team. Yeah. And I I think he I think that He's was, one like, of the few that on. doesn't stop being a superhero, right? He is one of the few. The only other the comedian became a mercenary essentially. Dr. Manhattan also started working for the government alongside the comedian. Ozamandius straight up just became like I guess like a rich dude. <laughs> I guess yeah, would be the best way to like describe it. And I'm the fucking billionaire into yeah, evil. Matt Manhattan's girlfriend, I forget her name, Juna, Jun, Juniper, Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. She stopped being a superhero too. It's literally just Rorschach. And it essentially just fucking like destroyed I him. I think that has to go with his well developed backstory and morality. Yeah. I think he himself like just has like is traumatized as well by the shit he's seen. He sees yeah. the world as like shitty, like garbage like garbage, I think is the issue. Which is another theme with Watchmen is like the world sucks, but there's moments of like respite in between, you know. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Have you seen Kickass? I have seen Kickass one. Watchmen is a good. What were you gonna say about Watchmen? I was gonna say go read Watchmen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I will give it the credit it deserves. Do read it. Watch the movie if you have it. If you don't have it, then read the fucking comic. Duh. Mm -hmm. Come on, don't be a bitch. (laughs) I prefer the comic just between me. Uh, there's a lot more stuff in the comic that I think they just couldn't add to the movie because it would just make it too long. Yeah, so funny enough, the director wanted to make it a miniseries. Yeah, I know. I think the first director said, "There's like you cannot make this into a movie. you got to do it into a miniseries. And then I'm pretty sure they hired a second director because yeah. like, the first one was like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do this for you. And then they did um, make it into a series. <sighs> so Kick-Ass, have you seen that one? Kick ass. I have seen the movie. It's been a while though, but I have Me seen too. the movie. I, I, I like it for uh it's kind of realistic um adaptation of heroes and mm-hmm. kind of for its dumbness too. I think in terms yeah. of like superheroes. The interesting thing about Kick Ass is I'm pretty sure they made the movie as they were making the comic. Really? You might be right. I'm not sure. I think like they, he, the writer gave the movie makers like the outline that he had. Yeah. But while they were making the movie, he was still making the comic, I think. But I know, uh, so you might be right. I do know the comics a lot darker than the movie. It is a lot darker. And the main character is more of a dick in, in it, too. I think he's like really? a lot more. He's a lot more likable in the movie compared to like in the comic. I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I know he pretends to be gay just to get closer to like this girl, the girl that he likes, and I'm pretty sure his uh, father fucks her at one point. I don't remember. Is that in the comic? Holy I shit! Think, I think that's in the what? comic. I could be wrong. I know at yeah. one point, at one point when she finds out he's not gay, she like purposely like films herself giving someone a blowjob and sends the video to him. I think at one. I don't remember. It's been a while. It's been a long time. <laughs> Hey, this is why I don't like your normal superhero shit, because this has me actually invested. I'm like, oh, Superman saved the fucking day? Who gives a shit? Let me see that guy get NTR'd. <laughs> I want to see Kick-Ass get NTR'd. At least that, you know, you, you're, you're like, wow. I actually feel for the main character. I'm like, wow, man. I- oh, yeah, no, Kick-Ass is a lot darker in the comic. <laughs> Well, I just remember, like, some point, I'm pretty sure the dude gets tortured, and I don't remember that in the actual film. Yeah. Like I said, I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of the stuff didn't make it into the film. 
because I don't think it was set in stone yet. I guess. I know we're talking about psychology of like some of the villains a little bit. Like, what do you think of some of the heroes? Like, psychologically speaking. Oh, I think some of them are fucked. And like, well, we were talking about Rorschach's psychology. He's clearly fucked in the head, without a doubt. Oh, oh yeah. What about like Superman and Batman? Do you have any thoughts there? So I, I, we know, we both know Rorschach's fucked. Like anyone I, that reads the Watchmen comics, you know, like this man's like been through some shit. Yeah, he's been through such. He stared into the abyss, and the abyss like stared straight back at him, and he went insane. <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh, what are they gonna say? I, I, so Superman, I think Superman's a good guy. Like, you know, what's funny is like, I, we've seen a few stories where he snaps, like from like the whole, like, I'm a really good Boy Scout type thing. Like in yeah. Ju- the Injustice, I think a uh, series shows us that really well, like what happens when Superman loses it. And then there's also that one alternate universe like in the dc animated cartoon where they show what happens when the flash dies <laughs> that he's like their moral compass and the whole justice league just becomes like a bunch of tyrants holy shit but i think superman I did not know that yeah you have you watched the original dc cartoons like uh when batman kid, and justice like, league. Them, but like, you remember that episode then there was like an alternate universe like in the cartoon where like the flash was dead so the no, Justice League became like a name. bunch of tyrants. Like Superman straight up just killed Lex Luthor and like took over. <laughs> Holy shit! No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we gotta do like a watch party, you and me, just like watch like old cartoons again. After I make you read the Epic of Gilgamesh, of course. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know it's funny. I uh I don't really know if Superman has any like because I don't read a lot of Superman comics. If he has like any psychological underlying issues, I do know like they that there are stories where they show like what happens when he gets pushed too far. Yeah, I think there's also that one episode from like this show where he talks about like the world is a world of cardboard or whatever. Because it's like where, that powerful. Yeah, where he has to like be very careful, like every day of his fucking life because of how like fragile the world is around him. As far as like Batman, Batman's also like fucked in the head. <laughs> he dresses around in in a bat outfit, beating people up. I love the one comic where Batman. Uh, there's a panel where they're all grabbing Wonder Woman's uh, lasso, and Superman reveals his identity. He's like, "I'm Clark Kent." Wonder Woman reveals her identity. I don't remember her identity. I just know her as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Diana. <laughs> and Batman. Just says, I'm Batman. They all reveal their secret identity, and Batman just says he's Batman. Wow. And it kind of revealed like that he actually thinks he's Batman, and his secret identity to him is Clark Kent. Or fucking okay, Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. My dumbass. <laughs> yeah, Bruce <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny, though, but despite, you know, for me, I think Batman is just like, I think he still is just hurt from losing his parents at such a young age. And I think that's what pushes him to do all everything that he does. Because I think uh, there was like this one episode from like the Justice League. I don't know if it was Justice League Unlimited or the original Justice League cartoon, where he actually like sits down and talks to like this young girl who's like hurting, and actually yeah. has like a like a sweet heart to heart moment. And I think that just shows you like, despite how like his brooding nature and whatnot, Batman also still cares. And I think part of him is like just he's just hurt from the fact that he lost his parents at a young age. He should never do they never get this dude ther- therapy? Like really I good guess therapy? Not. No, instead they made him take like ninja classes or whatever. Ninja ninja classes. <laughs> like what the <laughs> fuck, Alfred? Like, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, nah. Should we should we get him the psychiatrist? No. Martial arts. Get the best martial arts. Bro, what the? That's, uh, no, that's interesting to say the least. Yeah. Who else has, like, a very, like, I would say psychological profile? Uh, shit. Um, I wonder if there's any good ones we can think of. 
Megatron comes. To, I, I keep bringing up Megatron. Here's another Megatron. I don't know shit about Megatron. I, I'm gonna say go read uh go read IDW Transformers comics. They did a reboot. Go read the first like canon before you read like the new canon. Megatron in that one, especially focus on the comic more than meets the eye. Megatron in the IDW like universe is great. I his character like his redemption arc shows like how at first he tries to deny the fact that he's like a bad guy but then comes to term with it there's like this really like fucked uh fucked up issue where they go to a planet where this they find who they call the necrobot he goes around and he like catalogs the dead like he travel like teleports to different parts whenever any like a cybertronian dies he goes to their corpse and marks them as dead and he's become like a legend in uh like a legend in like the Cybertronian, I guess, mythology. And the other thing what he does is that he when he puts people's like gravestone, grave markers on his like little home planet, he also like puts flowers for every like few people that they kill. Like they're responsible for killing. And every flower represents like a bunch of like a dozen, I think, deaths by their uh by their um what's that shit called by their hand or by the, because of them and up at this point megatron has been denying like everything like he's not at fault for anything but then he goes out to see like his uh marker which hasn't been turned on yet because he's not dead yet and he just sees like a, a sea of blue flowers that he's responsible for like mil like thousands of like deaths and like, like that's when it hits him like He's a fucking monster. Holy shit. Go read it. <laughs> Part of read me is also thinking, thinking of my own fictional story that I was writing. I, I just remember the, the, the main hero didn't want to become a superhero. He, he just wanted to help people because they fucking needed it. And then they, were, they started to idolize him. <laughs> that's great. Reluctant heroes are also like fun to like see. That's that's what I was going for. Like people were like, "Yo, we need you," and he's like, "I, but I, I fuck you. <laughs> I didn't want to." What was that one? Uh, with it Hercules or Conan? Where like I think the thief doesn't like water, so they all jump in and like, "Okay, stay here in the cave," and they all leave him behind. He's just standing at the water's edge for like a minute, and he just goes, "They need me," and he just jumps into the water. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I think it's her. I want. I don't know if it's Hercules or Conan, but it's like one of those like bar, like buff men. Yeah, manly man shows or movie. But that to me was like like the perfect period. Of like where people who don't want to become heroes but do so out of like either responsibility or just circumstance. Han yeah. Solo, I think, is another one. Like the reluctant hero who like wasn't really into like become a hero or anything. Just sort of just ended up that way. I I agree with that one. I think that's how they portrayed Bumblebee in like the new Rooster Chief uh, produced Transformers cartoon. Oh. Uh, not very well, if you ask me. He kind of just like jumps straight into becoming an Autobot after like the first few episodes. Damn. Mm. What, a shame. what a shame. <laughs> we talked about heroes. We talked about anti-heroes. We talked about reluctant heroes, kind of. Are there is there like a di- another type of hero we haven't really discussed? I nah, I don't think so. Pretty sure we like discussed like most of them. All in I heroes. The base. I, I'm trying to think like out of the basic hero, a realistic hero or something. But like I I I don't I don't know. All in heroes though. Well, wait. What do you mean heroes, by all in heroes? Heroes like, like a martyr. No, oh, oh 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 oh! Like, like what you were saying with Megatron, right? Yeah, well, no, Megatron's more I, like a guy. Well, yeah, I guess he's like would be fallen hero like turned what? into turned into like the bad guy, then redeemed back into a hero. But I was thinking like fallen. So hero are, are you saying with fallen heroes like a hero turned villain? Kind of, yeah. That like they're heroic, but then they stop being heroic slowly by whatever for whatever reason. So I like, uh, that makes, like that's that. Yeah, I I love that kind of shit. I like it too. Especially when they get go back to being redeemed, it's the best. <laughs> uh, so like Superman from the alternate universe yeah. I was talking about, 
who like I think it was because he lost literally just because he lost Flash. So he straight up was like, and then Lex Luthor became president. So he's like, no, went to the White House and killed him and then took over. <laughs> what else? Who else became? Uh, I guess would Rorschach fall into that category? He went from like superhero to like hardened vigilante, essentially. I don't know. I was a Mandius, I think. I definitely felt like Rorschach like a... was the same person throughout it. Like I honestly like. Oh, you don't yeah. Think so. You know why? Because we don't really see much of him before, like the whole like uh yeah before he got traumatized. Ozymandias, I think, might qualify as that. Uh so yeah, like... I yeah I, yeah I I would say Osmond uh, Osmondeus is Osmondeus Osmondeus Osmondeus. Uh, Funny enough, this is the second time we've mentioned Osmondeus on this on this uh, podcast. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> first we talked about his namesake, which was the poem, and now <laughs> we're talking about the superhero. You know, it's funny. We keep calling the people in Watchmen superhero, but none of them. Have, I don't think. I think only uh, Doctor no. Manhattan actually has powers. <laughs> Everyone else is just like a dude. They are all just dudes. I'm pretty sure. Pretty yeah. It, I'm sure I remember. I'm but pretty like, sure. Uh, that, that's a tough one. I know some of them like are very smart. Like they're scientists and that sort of shit, which are basically what our most superheroes are anyway. Like if you look at the amount of doctors and shit in superheroes, there's. A fuck ton of Yeah, because how else are you going to get superpowers? With science. <laughs> science! Um, science, of course. I'm, I'm pretty sure Dr. Manhattan was supposed to be his interpretation of Superman, but I might be wrong. Uh, I think the whole point of, like, Dr. Manhattan was, like, a, a god amongst men or something like that. Which is kind I of what Superman well, is. Here's the funny thing about Watchmen. Watchmen was, I think, originally planned... When DC bought like a bunch of superheroes from a company, and that inc- and if I list some of the names, you can tell which superheroes were supposed to be which. The Question, Blue Beetle, Adam, to name a few, and you can tell like which ones eventually like got turned into who. Uh, so like um, what's it called? The Question obviously became Rorschach. The thing was, I think DC, after they, they bought him, they told Alan Moore that he couldn't use them because they wanted to use them for other stuff. Yeah. Uh, so he just uh, created his own. But you can, t- I think Dr. Mahan was supposed to be the Atom. Was supposed to be the Atom and then kind of got changed into like Dr. Mahan. But yeah, the whole point is like, here's like this guy who's like beyond humanity. The question is, like, why would he care about humanity at that point, you know? Yeah, and uh, that is kind of how he looks. Like, that's how they display him. Like, the dude does not care about humans in general other than his wife, but only kind of. Because mm-hmm. he's so... Uh, what's the word? Like, he, he's not in the moment. Yeah, well, here's the thing, like, he can see the future. He can see the future. Like, they made him godlike. And the man sees all times at once. The dude's living the past, future, and present. Yeah, it's, it's, he's a god amongst men. What's going on? And he's like, like, you don't, like, it's very hard for me to concentrate. I, Dr. Manhattan is, like, one of those interesting things. Then I think, was it, recently DC used him? For the rebirth or whatever. Not sure. I saw this thing that like they they wanted Alan Moore. I, I don't even know when. Maybe like in sometime in the two thousands they asked him to like make another comic or something because there there was like some deal. I don't know if everyone knows this. Like Alan Moore is supposed to get the rights or some shit to the comic at some point, but it was so- only when. So you, do you want me to explain it? Because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. If you about. know it better, then go ahead. It's it's literally... So the deal was once the comic go, goes out of print, the rights to the characters will go, go to Alan Moore. Here's the problem. Watchmen is one of the most popular comics made by DC. It has never gone out of print since it's like first like published uh, publishing. So Alan Moore could never get the rights. So at one point, 
DC offered saying, we'll give you the rights to like the Watchmen character if you write a prequel comic involving like the Minutemen, and he refused. He didn't want to. So that was that thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's weird. When it comes to like publishing, uh, it's hard for like certain authors in general. Mm-hmm. All right, so we ended with you discussing uh, Watchmen. Yes, yeah, yeah. publishing. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll bring in a closer. Closer. We'll try to end it a little let's after do, that. Let's do a closer. I, I have an idea. I'll say, like, oh, superheroes are Oh, cool. I, I was, I, I was going to have something. Like, just, okay. like, one last discussion. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. like, how can we make it, like, how can we give people advice to make good heroes? Mm, okay. So we can, uh, we can, okay, since I, I was silent for a good chunk of that, I was going to say, like, uh, editing-wise, I'll start, I'll cut it back in, I'll cut out everything and then start it back at this point. So if you want to start talking, do it now in terms of publication like i think the hardest part like is trying to find a hero that the audience is gonna like yeah it's like hard to superhero wise it's hard to gauge like what's gonna be popular like if you look at a lot of the famous like modern heroes they were not like made as like their separate comic you know batman was a character introduced in one comic and decided they made him as like his own special comic same with like Spider-Man, he appeared in Amazing Fantasy, and then bam. You, you already mentioned Punisher. I mean, Punisher is just a. I mean, he's an anti-hero slash villain, but he. You said he was brought up in a Spider-Man comic, but yeah. people liked him. Constantine, if I'm not mistaken, was like as a, like just mentioned or like in a as a side character in like I think the Swamp Thing comic, and he got his own series. I think you're right about that one. I was reading about Constantine recently because I watched uh, one of his movies. Or shall we say Constantine? Because that's actually I, technically I, the proper. I, I, I'm just wondering, like, how how to make a good hero not not a good hero, but like how people can make a hero that is worth it. Mm, relatability, I think, is the major thing. Oh yeah, I'll agree with that one, hundred percent. I think like because like uh, was, I was watching a video recently. I think Stan it was with Stan Lee talking to Stephen King, not Stephen King, Larry King, the like radio show host or whatever. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And he 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 told him like the best thing Marvel ever did was like designing Spider-Man's costume because if you notice like not a single piece of skin because is you shown. can't tell his race. Yeah, he's like you could be anyone underneath that costume: black, white, red, yellow. He said um, that it was an accident, but yeah. he said it was one of the best accidents that they he did because anyone can be Spider-Man, anyone can relate with it. Yeah, and everyone like how many freaking nerds, like nerdy people, get bullied at school that they can like be like, yeah, you know what, I can be Spider-Man. Just and I like that. So I mean, Spider-Man, like you think Peter Parker, like right away, like you know, but the second Spider-Man people might think of is uh. Morales, who's black. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, people keep saying he's black. He's actually, like, black and Hispanic. But I think people I keep figured. forgetting. People uh, the, keep forgetting the that he's... Thought yeah. for me. But either way, like, there's... My kind of thought process is, like, like the amount of Spider-Men there are and, like, the fact that Spider-Man could be anybody. I mean, yeah, you could say the same about Green Lantern. Yeah, but I don't Green give a Lantern. shit about Green Lantern. Ain't gonna lie, <laughs> people like Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man's so cool. That's why. But yeah, Spider Man's like, relatable with the whole like, like you said, like bullying in school and shit. Like people don't deal with that. Like I, I don't know Green Lantern's backstory, and you know what? There's probably a good reason I don't know about it. It's probably not that good. <laughs> I, I was gonna say everyone. I think at one point in their life has lost someone. Well, everyone has lost an Uncle Ben at some point in their life. Or they're going to, which is why I think and people Uncle relate to, to Spider-Man. And Aunt May. Hey, uh, 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 wait, what the fuck? 
uh, girlfriend. I think Spider Gwen lost Peter Parker. Accidentally snap her neck. <laughs> no spoilers. Oh no! Uh, I actually killed my girlfriend. <laughs> but yes. No yeah. spoilers for a, a comic that's probably over twenty years old. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how it is. It's like uh, you you make a character who's relatable. He's gonna stand I, that's the time. I, 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 yeah, and I think like part of it is Spider Man is definitely like one you can connect to like all the spider-man movies you're like uh, i don't know i don't know about the sec like who's the other? andrew garfield i don't know about those ones but the toby Maguire ones and uh oh, whatever the third actor yeah holland uh i you know i watched those and I'm like i ain't gonna lie some of these are kind of sad like mm-hmm. you know i get a little emotional uh, i was gonna say it's great to have a character like that the other thing, too, is, like, I think people like the escapism that superheroes bring. Yeah. So if you're going to make a superhero, make it so, like, it's, you know, great. I think that's why Superman was so popular. Here you have, like, an alien who's come to, like, a whole new, like, brand new culture. But instead of being, like, weak. Because like, when you think about it, like, Superman, what, what's, like, a narrative you can bring to that? It's, like, the immigrant narrative, you know? The guy who, like, gets sent, like, who's essentially, he's a refugee from his own planet, lands on Earth, and instead of, like, being ostracized and marginalized by, like, society, he's, like, this super powerful being that helps people, which I think, sir, is a great escape for, like, people. I don't know, like, what you mentioned made me think Captain America, and, like, how that was brought up during World War II, and, like, fighting Mm -hmm. the Nazis, that sort of thing. The thing is, like, the problem sometimes with, like, especially if you're writing, like, a character, one of the recommendations, if you want your story to withstand the test of time, you don't want to date them, which I think Captain America somehow somewhat got dated that way. But they were able to, like, make him relatable even for further generations, you know? Because Captain America started off as, like, World War Two, you know? Yeah, uh, I fighting. wouldn't care that much about dating um be, like because you can reboot comics obviously it's not gonna be about you and like i'm not even speaking about comics like if you're talking about like a one person like fictional hero then don't even worry about dating it like no, because... I, dating, not not dating oh, the setting what are you saying, referring like, to dating as in like the character is uh dated like it, captain america has changed a lot since like his first uh inception Oh, While the core, oh, the, yeah. the core of the character is still there. If the original Captain America, as he was presented, like in the comics, was still being published, he would not be popular. Like I don't think people would really care about him because he would be extremely dated. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, it's like uh, w- since we were talking about Watchmen, Watchmen has some elements that are dated simply because you know it's about like the Cold War, Reaganism, and all that stuff. Stuff which you know to a modern audience isn't something they know. We know of it because we learn about it in school. And we're not that far off from like the effects of Reaganism in our society and also from the effects of the Cold War because we were born, were Zoomers. That only ended like a couple decades ago. But uh, give it a couple more generations, I think a lot of people are going to be a lot more, like the newer generation is going to be a lot more lost when it comes to like reading certain aspects of Watchmen to a point where I think they're going to have to start like explaining it. That's what I mean by dating. Yeah. Okay. I I understand. Do you have anything else on the whole making a character, a superhero that you like? Make them relatable. Careful not to like date them to a specific era. If you want to make them like withstand the test of time. Um, give them an iconic design, especially if you're doing a visual medium. Medium, you know. I was going to say, the iconic design, that's only good if you're giving them, like, a visual thing. Mm. In terms of actual, like, a word, comic, I mean, make them look good. If you're doing, if you're doing a a written word, like, just no visuals in your medium, then make sure you make it, you make him uh, stand out, not, like, a generic character. Because people are going to, people are going to, like, compare it to 
other heroes and they're going to argue that it's like a copy of this and that, you know? I swear to fucking God, if any of you guys make any of them look like Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh! amongst a bunch of black-haired, normal fucking people, I'm going to be pissed. The anime protagonist. Especially if y'all got the idea from this podcast. <laughs> Somebody out there is uh, getting their ass beat. You'll hear from our lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, I, I'm probably our lawyer. Actually, yeah. Probably must be our lawyer. We'll, we'll go. We will go to fucking. We'll pass the bar exam and go to law school to be lawyers in this fight. We're also gonna All be right. the one who drop off the summons. <laughs> <laughs> that too. I can't. I can't afford to pay for that. Like we're both paying off. Uh, you know, school. <laughs> and, yeah. And other bills, so back to the podcast. Uh, Sorry, I was crying uh, in my uh, cup. Ah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think that was an interesting discussion for tonight, Antoine. Yeah. Um. Superheroes are fucking cool. They are fucking cool. So are villains even better no, than heroes? And... I, I yeah, I, I'll say uh just. Take what you know about villains, which like you kind of—I'm not gonna say put that in your ears, but like think about that. Like when you like, why why do you like villains? Yeah, make that also what you think about when you're putting into heroes. Make them likable, but not for just any good. Re- oh, they're likable because people like them. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, make them likable. It's called showing, not telling. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's funny, we didn't talk about bad heroes, like heroes we hate. Oh. That's something for a different episode, I guess. Episode 7! Welcome to the If we ever do that, it's just going to be me, like, giving a 10-minute rant about why I fucking hate <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> I refuse to watch Ruby because people... It, no, actually, oh. this is way too off the podcast. Sorry, people. <laughs> Well, we'll finish this up before me and Gabe get to the office. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that another night. Yeah, yeah let's save it, let's save it for the bonus episode. All right. Uh, so expect bon- that bonus episode, but some possible other bonus episodes. Uh, me and Gabe were discussing possibly doing more, particularly when we don't feel like recording. No, it's not exactly when we don't feel like recording, but like possibly can't or don't feel like it. Uh, mm-hmm. Quick shout out to my friend Austin C in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, I sent me a message as an old friend of mine from my freshman, sophomore year of college. He hit me up, was like, yo, been loving the podcast. And he told me it was funny and he enjoyed it. So thanks, Austin. Uh, also to Pat D, uh, one of my friends from high school, lives in Florida. Uh, Florida man. Yeah. Uh, also enjoyed the podcast. So yeah, thanks guys. <laughs> um, our socials. Check us out on all major fucking podcast platforms. We're on Instagram as well at intro banter. I'm working on that. It, it, it's not ready yeah i like i got a couple shit up there don't blame like me all right? Finished. It, all right half baked try working a fucking instagram when you're busy all right <laughs> listen 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 you work on the instagram i already set up the podcast on all major platforms that was the deal <laughs> all major platforms. uh work by the way as gabe mentioned we're on all major platforms apple spotify uh YouTube, Overcast. I know. I'm the one working the YouTube. All of them. <laughs> um, any topic ideas? Just shoot them to Gmail or shoot them to our Instagram. I'm working on it. You're welcome. Hell, even a YouTube comment. <laughs> Look, fucking anywhere. Yeah. Well, I've been Gabe. I've been Antoine. And thanks for listening. See you guys. I love you all. Good night. Can you stop doing that. <laughs>